Hey guys, welcome back. This is so exciting because this is our second official masterclass. I'm very, very honored and humbled that Dr. Brown of Revives Can Care um, chose us to do this for their 25th anniversary. Revive, um, for those of you who don't know much about the brand, it is a phenomenal skincare line founded and rooted in science. I mean, I'm talking down to the core, the fundamentals, and it is just one of the most innovative brands you know, on the market by far. So I am very, very honored to be hosting this masterclass and hosting Dr. Brown and his colleagues um, at Revive. It's going to be a three-part series. This is the first episode of the three episodes, which are going to be all coming out this week. This is a full week dedicated to Revive and their 25th anniversary. Dr. Brown has been doing skin, you know, the right way for 25 years and he's been sharing his brilliance with us for 25 years so this is very very exciting for us um you know skincare nerds we you know we're all very excited about this so stay tuned and uh tune into this first episode which is just an introduction but definitely leave your comments to keep this discussion going that's one of my favorite parts about these master classes because a lot of you have you know emailed us tuned in and given us your feedback and you guys seem to really love them so keep those emails coming keep those comments coming i really want love hearing from each and every one of you all right guys stay tuned thank you Hey guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. This is Ekta. I'm so excited because this is the beginning of our second masterclass. And this one is with someone who is such a leader in the, his field. It's, a, I mean, I can't give him enough, uh, you know, praises. But uh, without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Do- Dr. Brown of Revive Skincare. Welcome to the show, Dr. Brown. I'm so, so excited to host you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's an honor to host you, and your line is absolutely brilliant, like you. And I am so excited to learn all about you in this episode because, you know, honestly, um, the whole line is so inspired, you know. And I, it's one thing to create a line that's science uh, backed and science found, like the foundation of science, but it's like the products are just. I don't know. You, you've just done a wonderful job with every single product. So without me so ranting too much, I would love it if you walk us down memory lane and tell us what got you into medicine. Um, you know, where did it all begin? Well, not to bore you too much with my history, but I am a plastic surgeon and I decided at a young age, I wanted to be a doctor and uh, went to medical school Um Knew early on, luckily, that I wanted to be a surgeon. I wasn't sure what kind, but then eventually I spent time in a burn unit and realized I wanted to be a plastic surgeon. So I trained in general surgery first, went to Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston and did um, became a general surgeon and then took a couple of years off and did basic research. And that's really where the uh, nidus for Revive came. That was on wound healing and ways to make burn wounds heal faster. And I was fortunate enough to spend time with a group of scientists at UCSF, University of California, San Francisco, who had just started a small biotech company called Chiron, which was the same vintage as Genentech and Amgen and all of those. And they had made human proteins. And one of the first proteins they made was epidermal growth factor because the man that founded the company, Dr. William Rutter, 
uh, had spent time with the original scientists that discovered EGF really in 1960. Long story short, we were able to show working with them that we could make burn wounds heal faster. Fast forward, I ultimately became a plastic surgeon, went back and did my residency at Emory in Atlanta, and then went into academic practice at, at the University of Louisville in Kentucky. And so I had the idea that maybe these peptides, proteins that stimulated burn wound healing could stabilize or reverse the signs of aging and made what ultimately became uh, Revive, a makeshift form of Revive, and then finally a, a professional uh, preparation of Revive. So that's kind of a, you know, 20 year arc, but that's sort of how I got to Revive. And uh, it was, I've never set out to have a skincare brand, that's for sure. Although I love the business. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure, you know, in the beginning, you didn't imagine that, you know, that's where you, you know, end up going. But wow, I, I find that so interesting, uh, Dr. Brown, because, you know, burn uh, victims are obviously like the most extreme case when it comes to obviously damaged uh, skin barrier, damaged everything, right? I mean, it's it's crazy to imagine, you know, what they go through and for that and that knowledge that comes from that, like on a molecular level, I can't, you know, I can't find a better way to utilize that and to apply it than how you have here. Um, one thing I want to know, though, is, you know, in terms of like, how did you balance like the research side and like the clinical side when you were like really kind of conceptualizing Revive and like what you wanted it to become? Well, luckily, I had done most of the basic research in my time off between residencies. I took a full two years off. And so most of the, you know, basic research had been done. And then when I went into private practice, I had the idea and it really was sort of an aha moment. I realized that, you know, surgery can do a lot of things that skincare can, but the opposite is true. The converse is true. Skincare can definitely do things surgery can. And for example, if you surgically remove the puffiness of someone's lower lid, which is really the only way to do it, I mean, skincare helps a little, but not really. So once you take out the puffiness surgically, if the skin that remains has not been rehabilitated in some way, then it's not the best result. So I had the idea that maybe if we took a skincare product that contained these bio-renewal peptides, which is what we call the recombinant DNA proteins that came from Chiron, if we apply those to intact skin, would it stimulate cell renewal and therefore make skin look younger? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really ahead of its time, like even now. So like, I I mean, I'm thinking and imagining this, you know, back then for everyone listening, I just want you guys to understand that, you know, Dr. Brown is explaining something that is such a um, complex area, like even today in dermatology, this idea of molecular signaling and what it's doing downstream, what it's doing, uh, you know, uh, you know, initially and then like long term. And this is really what kind of sets apart, in my opinion, at least, you know, truly innovation uh, founded brands in skin health versus just a quick fix. So I think that's I mean, that's phenomenal, Dr. Brown, that you like from the get go, like did not compromise. You were like with the science, you know what I mean? Like 100 percent. And I, I just admire you so much for that. Um, one thing I want to get your advice on and I want you to share this with everyone listening is this concept of why we should be investing in products that are 
able to go down to the molecular level and work on the signaling because I feel like consumers have this just disconnect when it comes to understanding why and why everything else is just not worth it. You know what I mean? So I would love to get just like a little information from you about, you know, how this matters and why this matters and why we should care. Well, you know, I think we as humans, uh, it's sort of inherent in us that we want other humans on the planet to react positively to us. And to me, one of the things per people first see when they come in contact with another person is obviously the skin. And I'm not talking about just, you know, wrinkles and sags. Those are going to happen regardless of what we do, even with surgery and skincare. They can be assuaged to a degree, but they're going to happen. But what I love to see is sort of that wonderful, vibrant, dewy glow of youth. And that can occur into late age. You know, um, we had a a judge here in uh, a Supreme Court justice here in the United States, who, um, you know, died last year, and um, she, well into her 90s, uh, had this dewy glow, and I think it can be achieved, but it can't be achieved surgically, and that, to me, that's one of the reasons to use sophisticated, scientifically-based skincare, so that we can maintain that wonderful physiologic dewy glow of youth, which makes us look healthy and vibrant, regardless of age. Right. Right. No, that makes sense. It makes total sense. And I think, you know, um, it's so funny to me because I feel like as scientists, as as doctors, medical professionals, it's so, um, you know, kind of second nature to understand, you know, inherently like why it's an obvious choice to go with something that is going to be, you know, working on this level and to really invest in something that's going to work over time. Um, But, you know, when I look at the consumers and I look at the industry as it is today, it's, for me, it's a little disheartening sometimes because I see people just blowing their money on products that are just not even, you know, it's like, it's a complete, you know, uh, it's lost on deaf ears, like this idea of this, you know, uh, understanding of science is what I'm trying to say. So I, I just think it's remarkable that you've really stuck to it. And Revive has just grown um, into such a wonderful consumer friendly company, but still maintaining that heavy science foundation, you know, so. Thank you. You know, I've always, I told patients when I practice surgery, I would, you know, people would come in and they'd want to look a certain way and all of this. And I would say, well, you really can't do that or you shouldn't have this procedure. It's not going to be in your best benefit. But I told them, you know, you can shop and you can find someone in the marketplace who will do it because the market will support it. And I think that's true about uh, skincare, you know, one of the reasons I think Revive has grown all these years is we are, you know, brutally honest about what can be expected and what can't be expected. And as you know, the industry is filled with hyperbole and we try not to do that. So uh, I appreciate yeah. you saying that. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's so funny. And, um, you know, when I had first spoken to, when I well, when I was first, um, you know, introduced to Revive, it was through Ilana, your CEO. And, um was so like to the point you know like even with with not being a hardcore science person she was so to the point her science was so Good. on point and it. I, it, but it, <laughs> it made me so happy because I was Good. like at this you know what I mean like just straight to the point real all the you know nitty-gritty the meat of the real stuff so it just I don't know it for me as a science geek it hit in the right place so <laughs> great I'm glad to hear that that's wonderful 
Yeah. Um, you know, so I want to actually ask you, Dr. Brown, you know, I know Revive has grown considerably, you know, since the, you know, the founding days, but, you know, what is something that, uh, you know, you mentioned peptides is, you know, peptides are a central part of the technology that Revive utilizes in, in its products. But, um, you know, in, inter- in a more philosophical sense, I guess, what are some of the fundamental pillars that are, you know, just embedded into the brand and, you know, your vision for it um, now and for, for many, many decades to come? Like, you know, what are some things that really are important to you as, you know, not only a scientist, but an entrepreneur? Well, you know, we always, I always, of course, by virtue of my training, look to medicine for ideas. And certainly we still do that. We also incorporate a lot of the uh, common buzzword molecules, which have real validity and importance that you hear industry-wide things like vitamin C, niacinamide, um, retinol to a degree, not much. But, you know, those things we know have some effects, so we still use those. But I also am looking for things that maybe uh, are not yet in the realm of uh, the industry. For example, Epidermal growth factor, when I started Revive, you could not buy it anywhere. It was not purchasable. And the man that actually started the company that made it in those days ultimately became my partner because I couldn't get it anywhere else. So we do look for things like that. Obviously, we want things that um, the body recognizes itself. And that's one reason I say, even though Revive is highly technological, it's one of the most natural skincare products because what we return to the skin naturally occurs in the skin. It just decreases with age. So we're always looking for things like that, um, that may be a bit ahead of their time. Right. Right. No, that makes sense. And, you know, I think, uh, like true science, like true, like heavy medical science or what people, I guess, consider that, I mean, you know, that's, that's really the, the heart of it, you know, is sticking to what is naturally occurring and, trying our best to not only mimic it, but, you know, create just more efficacious ways to deliver that same technology, that same information, right? So, I mean, I I think that's that's phenomenal. Um, you know, Dr. Brown, I, on a more lighter note, though, I, I do want to know, you know, from the business side of things, how was that like for you as a, you know, as a, as a science person, right? I mean, I feel like business is such a hard or such a, I guess, polar opposite of science, um, you could say, in, in some ways. So, you know, when I see scientists or medical professionals go into um, the business side of things, I, I know there's a transition that occurs with that, but I would love to get your, um, just your insight on how that was for you in terms of kind of, you know, being on the business side of things and then still having the science mind. Well, you know, I think you know, the saying ignorance is bliss. And there's a little bit of truth to that. You know, I knew nothing about um, the skincare industry or the business, for that matter, really the business world. As you know, in medical school, we're taught very little about business. And um, it seems in this country anyway, uh, most practices are moving away from the cottage industry of running your own business into big conglomerates. But having said that, I had to learn by trial and error. And I mean, really, um, there was no great plan. There was a some very helpful people along the way. Uh, I had some people that worked for me that were fairly business savvy. I am, I learned to be just out of uh, trial and error and making mistakes, but you know, it is a very, it's not a get rich easy sort of thing. It's a lot of, yeah, I think you have to have a passion and 
a purpose and to make it worthwhile more than the, um, you know, the, the sort of mercenary reasons for doing it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just think when I look back, um, I just didn't know a lot and I sort of had to fumble my way along. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. I, well, you fumbled very well. (laughs) Thank you. You know, you, you learned very quickly. I mean, I, I, I hear you, though. I know what you mean. You know, I had a conversation, I think, with somebody a, a while ago, and I have an MBA, but honestly, it's like, why did I even get it? Because business is something that I think you do have to learn that way. So I hear you. It's still like that. You know, you can get all degrees in the world, but experience is never going to, you know, uh, experience is always going to be clean. So I, I completely resonate. You know, with I sort of roll my eyes. You see these entrepreneur workshops, workshops and all of this sort of thing. And, you know, you can't really teach that. You just have to do it and live it. So, you know, I kind of think I agree the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's like the theory, you know, in science, we're taught like there's theory and then there's application. Wait exactly. till you get to the application part because your theory is going to be half wrong. Right, <laughs> so, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, moving on, uh, you know, Dr. Brown, I want to ask you about um, since, you know, Revive has so many wonderful products. I mean, every time I literally just want to just geek out, I kid you not, I just go on to you guys' website because I I just get so excited about the technology and, and the kind of products you guys have in the collection and the you know just the versatility and the diversity of the of the brand so my question really is um you know for consumers out there that are maybe not you know they're not as sciencey or you know geeky like like me you know and others what can we do to really get the fundamentals i mean what in your opinion you know just should everyone have in their routine so that they are set, you know, they're starting from a good place and, you know, just a general, I guess, routine, if you could give us one. You know, I think the most important thing is it has to be simple. My philosophy of skincare, I always liken it and everybody in uh, our company has heard me say this over and over. It's a little like braces on teeth. You have to apply this continuous, steady, constant pressure to get movement. And the same is true of skincare. Most things are not immediate. It has to be a repetitive, almost to the point of reflex, continuous thing. And in in that vein, for most people, it can't be too complicated. If it's too complicated, people will maybe do it six, eight, nine months, but then they'll stop. So it can't have too many steps and everybody's different and everybody knows what works best for them better than any advisor or anything like that. But in addition to that, I think the single most important product anybody can have is a sunscreen. You know, um, we have great ones. I think we're one of the few brands that have all of our daily creams have an SPF in them. And that's a bit difficult to do because SPFs are difficult to work with. It takes longer to make. There are more regulatory issues and all that. But you know, and your generation more than mine is going to suffer the consequences of uh, climate change. And I think going forward, the skin and our bodies in general are going to have an onslaught of the climate change, you know, more free radicals, more UV rays, more gamma rays, all of the thing, more particulates, all of the things that come with an unstable environment. So I think protection is so key. 
That makes, yeah, that makes complete sense. And I really love that you have incorporated uh, this fundamental, you know, um, part of a routine into the products, because I think when people think about SPF, at least from what I've heard, you know, uh, from people I've had on is that they, you know, they make such a thing of it. And it's, of course, you should make a thing of it. It's very important. It's, it's literally the one skincare product, like you said, that you should always have. But to be able to not think about it, I think is one of the, it, in my mind, it separates the brands that are just, you know, they just know what they're doing versus the ones that are just all marketing hype. You know what I mean? Like I said a long time ago, like on another episode, I was like, you know, if you are investing in a skincare brand and they don't even have an SPF, you need to stop and think like what you're investing in as a consumer, you know? So it's it's like, you have to think like, what does this brand really stand for and what's important? So I really love that you mentioned that about having, you know, SPF in your products, it's built in, it's something that, you know, there's no compromise. So, you know, right. that's huge. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a product of the seventies and I was fair. I grew up in the Southern United States. I had a little bit of acne, so I got a lot of sun and I'm suffering the consequences now. And, you know, People don't realize the sun you get today or when you're in your teens, that damage stays with you forever. It's cumulative. So it's really important to prevent it. Yeah. And, you know, and speaking of prevention, you actually, um, the great segue into my actual next question was this idea of preventative care. And I want to get your insight about that, you know, when it comes to skin health, especially because you have this surgical, you know, expertise behind you is this idea of how can we tell people and convince them that prevention is the way to go with skin health. Because, um, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I am, you know, I'm in the millennial generation. So for us, it was this whole idea of, you know, technology is coming up. We have a lot of blue light everywhere. You know, we're using cell phones, tablets, TVs. And, you know, it was a completely different uh, way of like introducing microtraumas into our daily routines, right? As consumers. But like then, you know, in terms of just like kind of adapting it's still it's still been a difficult journey is what I'm trying to say you know and I had uh, published a paper about uh, you know you had mentioned uh, skin cancers like I had published a paper about like the impact of blue light on the development of malignant you know uh, skin cancers and there's right. not a lot of data that supports it but this idea again of the micro traumas you know like I I, I'm just trying to figure out how we can explain this to consumers that what are micro traumas? Well, you know, I think, first of all, your generation and younger, what I can see is much more acutely aware, even though you look great right now, you're young. Uh, I think most of you are cognizant of the fact that it's really important to protect. In fact, we even have internally uh, this ongoing project for the future of, of Project Prevent, Project Protect. Because, you know, I was asked by beauty editors um, what I thought the future of skincare was. And, uh, you know, I think they expected a sexy answer for me, like some sort of gene therapy or, you know, a pill for a facelift or something like that. But in reality, I think it's exactly what you're talking about, because again, the climate is so unstable and it's real and it's only going to get worse that the prevention is so important, so important. And things like sunscreen, antioxidants, good diet, low glycemic index diet, all of those things, being happy, moderate amount of exercise, 
all of those things come into play. And I think um, when you learn that at a young age, it will serve you well. Because in reality, young people for the first time ever in statistics are predicted to live less long than their parents just because of the environment, which is really a huge statement to make. So I think it's yeah. really important to uh, protect and prevent. And I'm glad you're doing it and you're young. <laughs> Thank you. No, I mean, you're right, though. Yeah, these days, you know, especially with the, yeah, the environment. I mean, it's it's crazy how different things are just, you know, um, in terms of, of exposure. So that that's very, I hope everyone listening, I hope you took notes there because, yeah, we definitely are dealing with a lot of pollution day to day, you know, just it, a lot of things. So, And it's um, much easier to prevent than it is to correct once something occurs. So, yeah. But I do exactly. think your generation is aware of that. It's my perception. No, and you're absolutely right. That's actually why I asked you that question was this, that exact statement is that, you know, people, you know, especially when you're young, because, you know, you think you're invincible, right? I mean, you're exactly. 21 years old, you know, you're not thinking about like skin oh, cancer, or, you know? It's never going to happen. No. And then, you know, fortunately for many, you know, you reach an age and, and all of a sudden, bam, you know, it's it's a diagnosis that you were never expecting. But it's, you know, at the end of the day, this is where I find it so, so important to integrate this, like, I guess, uh, years and years of uh, scientific knowledge and find, like you said, a sexy way to tell the consumers, like, hey, listen, this is sexy because you're right. going to be very unsexy when you, you know, you right. do it. Exactly. So. That's great. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, so, you know, I, I just want to actually ask you, Dr. Brown, you know, what are some of the, I guess, biggest um, concerns you see right now in this industry with uh, consumers, with marketing, with anything, you know, that kind of, you know, I guess sparks uh, interest in you when you see it, maybe, you know, whether it's, I, I mentioned marketing, it could be anything, you know, uh, in terms of just how the industry is doing overall, any kind of feedback you have of where we're going as the, a beauty industry, as a health industry, you know, any kind of insight you can give us on that? Well, I do think, you know, it worries me a little bit uh, that some of the claims are a bit outrageous and they seem to be I think it's time, you know, it kind of waxes and wanes. Sometimes companies will get slapped on the wrist for making a drug-like claim, but then right now it's fairly lax and a lot of the claims are, um, you know, a little bit out of bounds. And I think that's, consumers don't really understand that. They just think, well, you know, um, it's true. So it's up on us as an industry to, to um be truthful and have integrity. Like I said, you know, we can't just always tell people what we think they want to hear. We have to tell them what's the truth. And I, I do believe, I mean, having done this many years, I believe what I just said builds a business. You may lose the sale in the short term, but ultimately it will build the business because people will grow to trust you and they'll come back. So I think that's really important. And a lot of our industry doesn't do that. It's more for the immediate sales and all of that. So if you look at the long term, I think um, it's important to be um, honest and uh, tell people what's the truth and not what they want to hear. Um, right. You know, that's, that's the true spirit of science, too, you know, and the yeah. true spirit of science. 
really how yeah and i love that you said that i really love that you said that because truth is you know i think um for non-science minded individuals truth is this concept of you know what sounds the best but i you know i hear you i was raised by a scientist you know my father's an md phd and he always taught us he's like it is what it is you know what do you mean i can't sugarcoat it for you (laughs) right you can't you can't argue with the facts exactly and i kind of think We have to do that. Obviously, we do sell dreams and we have to make people feel better about themselves, but there has to be credibility behind it. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so, you know, just to like get, um, you know, it's a, it's a rounded question, uh, Dr. Brown, but I would love to get your advice for everyone listening who is either, you know, obviously a young medical professional. Um, I know there's a lot of you out there that are listening in, uh, Durham students or Durham residents, um, and then also just uh, consumers or young professionals that are in the business side, you know, some words of wisdom for us, you know, in terms of how to approach, you know, a career, how to really kind of build something for the long term, like you said, or anything that you important for people to really uh, pay heed to these days? You know, looking back at my life, and I'm a lot older than you, uh, I think it's important as you go along to, and I think your generation is doing that much more than mine, to enjoy yourself and sort of to smell the roses, so to speak. You know, I was so driven. I went to me- uh, college in three years. I graduated magna cum laude from medical school, had to go to Harvard, all of these kinds of things that in retrospect, when you get to be my age, don't make a huge deal of difference. So I think it's really important to enjoy life and um, basically moderate, do most things in moderation, you know, exercise, diet, you have to, you have to be happy. And to me, um, that's in, you know, sort of spiritually grounded, not to sound too, you know, touchy feely, but I really believe that's important you know that anybody on the planet is going to have difficulties they know life is hard no matter how much money you have what your walk of life is there are going to be difficulties so I think the way to deal with that is to be as centered and happy as you can be and that will ultimately translate I believe to aesthetic beauty and all of the things that we talk about here I love that. That's really solid advice. And yeah, you know, uh, I hear you on the spirituality part of it because you're absolutely right. You know, this idea of even, you know, physics is catching up with it and trying their best, you know, they're trying their best to convince us of the reality of this, but you're right. You know, if you're happy, if you're positive, if you live life to the max and, and just live day to day, you are is going to reflect in your overall health. Absolutely. You know, that's where the foundation of holistic medicine really is. And, you know, I think, um, I think you've always been ahead of your, your time and your thinking and your innovative approach, Dr. Brown, you're truly a pioneer. And I, I, I'm just, you know, I can't say enough amazing things about you. So I just wanted to say, you know, thank you for everything that you've created for all the knowledge that you share, like on the daily with us and the industry, you know, outside of it, I just, I'm a huge fan of you you and the brand. (laughs) Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Um, so everyone listening, this is going to be a three-part uh, masterclass with Dr. Brown, and just wait till you hear the next two episodes. It's going to be a lot of fun, so stay tuned for two more amazing episodes and to learn all about Revive. It is genuinely one of the just most sophisticated, beautiful, 
lines in this industry. So really go check out the brand, you know, kind of do your homework a little bit for the upcoming episodes. And I will tag everything in the concept art for this one. But thank you again, Dr. Brown. And I'm so excited uh, to be learning from you and to be just speaking to you. Thank you, Ekta. It's lovely to see you. Bye.